official podcast of SoCo. This is a platform for our community of creators, indie workers, and entrepreneurs. On with the show. Here we are. What's happening? What's up? <laughs> I've got my good friend, Dan Denny here. And uh, for those of you listening, you may or may not know this, but uh, I'm going to say in a former life because I, I feel like I've successfully uh, moved on. But I used to pr- produce uh, conferences and events, and um, that's how Dan and I met each other, producing the very event the event that you're wearing the very shirt for right now yeah yeah I, and i i do think it was funny like i this was an accident it was literally like next in line and like the t-shirts oh. <laughs> in the closet yeah i can't yeah. tell mine are all black i can't tell them apart very much the same <laughs> yeah, very it's dark. a series of uh what is it i only work in black or very dark gray yeah pretty much <laughs> it pretty much it my wife always gives me shit about like all the black shirts she's like i can't i i don't know here's just a pile of black shirts whatever People who see my closet laugh because, like, I live in a little like studio right now. You walk through the closet to get to the bedroom, to the bathroom, and people laugh because it's just literally like hangers and it's just like you know, like <laughs> sixty black t shirts across. Well, hey, the I, you at least you hang them up, man. I give you props for that. I, like that's something. I don't like folding. I, well, that's see, you're smarter than me. I still <laughs> struggle with it. I should just hang them up. Um. Well, yeah, so I, I wanted you here uh, for several reasons. One, to just being selfish and to catch up because <laughs> it's been too damn long. Yes. But uh, two, to you know, talk a little bit about the, the event stuff, but also like, uh, I don't know, you, you probably don't think of yourself this way, but I, I kind of think of you a lot of times as like a, a digital nomad. Like like right. you're in, like where are you living right now? You're in Nashville, right? Nashville, yep. And so you have a you have a job that's remote. Yes. Right. You can work from home. So, yep. so what is it? What do you do? I'm a front end developer. Um, technically, these days, I guess I'm a software engineer, is what they call us. Uh, but yeah, I still consider myself a front end uh, developer. Software uh, engineer. That does yeah. sound fancy, man. Yeah, it is very, very fancy. Um, I guess that just, I don't, I don't mean I don't work on software. Like at least not what I'm, I'm older. So like software to me, yeah. is like the things you put in a CD or something right, like, right. or load up on your machine. Yeah. Um, it runs my car. Right. Yeah. But like my day to day is I write like HTML, CSS and a lot more JavaScript than I ever used to mm. in my life. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of react, um, but kind of in the react frameworks. So a lot gotcha. of like next JS, um, some occasional Gatsby and then some other things like that. The, the people basically... listening to this show are like, yeah, he's a software developer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm pulling <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. of like stuff, taking a wet, a design, turning it into a website. Most That's of the cool. Time. That's cool. Yeah. And so that allows you to sort of work from anywhere. Um, yes. You used to live in Florida. I mean, that's where I, <laughs> that's where I met yes. you. You lived in uh, St. Pete or the Tampa area. And, uh, you, you know, you put on this conference and that's how I met you. Uh, and then over the years, you've sort of migrated around. So what what started that for you? Because I and the reason I'm asking is because, uh, you know, we have this thing in the world called COVID. Yes. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know where it, where it really is anymore. But, um, you know, a lot of people started working from home. Um, yeah. And now a lot of people don't want to not work from home <laughs> and it's sort of a thing, but you did it before COVID. I did. Yeah. Um, and I went, I went on a little bit in reverse. So I had been remote technically for quite a while because I lived in Florida. Um, and when we, you and I first met, I was coming up to South Carolina occasionally yep. and I would travel yep. a lot because yep. I'm married and like I have flight benefits so I can travel all over like for lots of different, you know, for any personal reasons, like all over the place. Right. right? So it's really, really great um, in that way. And so I was already working remote, but part of that was because I had a daughter who, uh, from a previous marriage and Mm -hmm. she was stuck in Florida in, in a very particular area Mm -hmm. in St. Petersburg, Tampa area of Florida. And so I couldn't leave because I was like, I'm staying through her graduation. Right. Right. And so, but that wasn't where the best jobs were. The best jobs were like in other areas of Florida. And so I worked for a company in Orlando. Mm. And so I was part-time remote, but I would travel over to Orlando, which is an hour, hour and a half, four hours on a bad day uh, to across the state and then go into the office like maybe two days a week. 
okay. uh, which I think is like kind of that new thing that a lot of companies are trying to like bring into this like remote. World it seems now. like it's it. like come in a couple days, but work from home yeah. other days. Right. And then eventually I went full remote once they um, were acquired and went to work for a company called Pluralsight for a while. And then I was full remote in my next job at data camp because a lot of my teammates are in Europe. Mm. So I work with uh, across time zones uh, with a lot of people and then eventually ended up in New York in office in September, okay. 2019. <laughs> and then in March, <laughs> the office shut down for two weeks. <laughs> so March, 2020, the office shut down for two weeks and then uh, we, I'm still not back in there yet. Right. So it's okay. So, wow. That's interesting that you, you went to New York to then work in an office. Right. And you were like, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> yeah. No, so I, sure. I made it about six months and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Huh. So what does it allow you to do? I mean, you know, it was for you, I guess it was more of a ends to, ends to a mean, means to an end. Yeah. means yeah. means to an end to, to stay close to your daughter. Yeah. But it, so it allows that for one, you get to just um, structure your life. Uh, and work in a different mm -hmm. way. Whereas I think a lot of times if you're stuck, if you are like required, stuck's a brutal word, uh, yeah, if you're required right, right. to go into the office all the time, right. you have to choose almost where you live based on that. Yeah, right. Um, what, you know, which affects a whole lot of things like schools for kids, like what mm -hmm. you, what areas you can do for kids, what like hobbies you have, all those kind of things are kind of like where you are around your job. Whereas if you're remote, you get to choose where you live and then depending on the company and like the structure, you can also choose your, your work hours in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and so like most of the time there is a window of time, people are online and like you have to be within that, but because you are remote and you get to choose whether that's a pro or a con, you get to choose whether or not you shut the laptop down at a certain mm -hmm. time or when you pick it up or right. where you are doing that work from. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of like flexibility and the, but those things also depend on the type of work that you do. Like if you're remote doing right. like calls, that's a different right. thing than if you're typing code or something. Right. Yeah. I guess you'd have to be on when the other humans are on. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you're lucky that way. Isn't it funny how we're talking about that, all of this in terms of choice, you know, like when I was getting out of college and looking for my first job, it wasn't like. I'm going to choose to work in the office <laughs> or, or yes. let's use another word. You said required to work in the office. Yes. Like it wasn't even like, like, like we didn't even talk about it being, Oh, well, I have required to go in. Like, it was just like, that's how the world works, bro. Yeah. You know, like we didn't even think about one or the other. <laughs> I wonder, I'm trying to think back to any time in my life where I knew somebody that was working at home before, mm -hmm. like, I was in software, like, you know, web development. It was always like a salesman, like a, yeah. a sales yep. position, like a, yep. or something like that, you know? Yeah, Where I think it was I knew like, an Electrolux salesman, like, way back in the day. Oh, like the yeah. Door-to-door -door selling, like, the big expensive vacuums. Right? So it was something like that where uh, you're going to be on then, the phone. It doesn't feel like you're – like, oh, this was more door-to-door. -door, so they were uh, maybe on the phone, but then they wow. were making appointments to go, like, bring a vacuum into somebody's house. Wow. And then, wow. you know, so that's – you're not exactly working from home. That's, you're you're old enough. You're homes. old enough. That's pre-internet, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> man. So, I mean, so you're working for these companies. I mean, that that allow this, or as part of the makeup of of you know them as a corporation. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't know if you are. You know, you're part of a team. Do you ever like? Are you ever part of the hiring process or? You're talking to new team members. I mean, do you do you think this is sort of a a thing? So these days, I'm not officially part of a hiring process, but I did right. do it for a little while. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and when I was remote, and when we were um, deciding like where to hire and those kind mm -hmm. of things, and then I, you know, my I have really good rapport with my direct uh, manager, and so we talk about potential hires for the team and those kind right. of things. So yeah, so I have some input and some experience with it. Yeah. yeah. But do you think this is like this, re this remote thing? I mean, do you, even though it is remote, is it like how remote is that sort of a, a conscious thing that you think about? Like, Absolutely. yeah, they're remote, but they're from like, you know, Hawaii or something. Yep. Um, when I was doing it, 
time zone was the big decider. So you right. know how it used to be like, hey, are you within range of getting to the office at time, right? Like mm -hmm. that, like we're an office company, are you doing that? Right. Now it's a lot more geographic. Like how well does your time zone play with the rest of the people's time zone? And that mm -hmm. was the big question for me. Um, when I first started working and I'm, this is an unusual case. I don't think you have to do these kind of things, but I did. I was working with teams in Belgium. So I was okay. in East Coast, US, uh, depending on the time of the year, five or six hour difference between myself yep. and the team. I started working there and I got up and I started work at seven so that I could have my day like rough with five hours of overlap essentially with them. Right. And so I did that for a few years of just like working at like from seven to like two or three in the afternoon right, instead right. of like, the, you know, now I do eight to five because I'm in the central time zone and I don't want to be different than I was in New York. Mm -hmm, so we mm -hmm. do like nine to six ish, you know, like nine to five, nine to six. And like, so yeah. I, now I do like eight to five, like in the central. Mm -hmm. But when I was hiring, you would have had to be amazing or willing to do something along those lines for me to hire someone in the Pacific time zone. Um, and actually, I even had a, a person that I did hire that was in Eastern when we first started working together. They moved to Nashville also, um, mm. and they lost an hour, but they already weren't like kind of making up that time. So they had like nine was about their start time. So it was like 10, um, like once they got over wow. into there. Right. So now they had like a two hour window to get any communication done with their other team. Cause they were all heading out between his time, like 11 and 12 o'clock every day. Mm -hmm. And he was, his team, they were only in there. I'm fortunate. I have a mixed team. So I have uh, teammates in New York and I have gotcha. teammates in Europe. Okay. You don't think about that stuff, man. Yeah. I've got a friend that uh, he, you know, his company was acquired and now he has, you know, team meetings at three o'clock Pacific time. So he's like, oh, I got to meet these people at like six, you know, and it's yeah. like, and the meetings go to seven and his wife is just mad at him all the time. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, that's terrible. And, you know, and he's like, well, that's what I got to do now. You know, on the bright side, I don't have to start work until like 11. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, that's when but still that's, that's not as fun. I mean, we don't think about that stuff. How about, um, how about co-works? I mean, you're in your home office there, I guess, but um, how, how big of a, play a co-works uh to you or to your other to your team they're um they're a good alternative um i actually like back in the days when i used to work a, a lot of remote I, companies and even uh the company i work for now data camp they offered like to pay for a set amount of money for that right That's which cool. i think is a nice thing so if you're the kind of person that couldn't be in the office or whatever reason because you're geographically not near the office yeah but you wanted an office structure then they would cover that like expense to go there. Um, what I'm seeing now, and like we're not doing it yet, um, but I'm seeing now is like some companies are starting to move to like getting rid of their offices mm. in lieu of a smaller like we have space in a work in a co-working environment. If you need right. an office structure, you can go in there. But otherwise, we're getting rid of the giant overhead of the office. Mm. I've heard that. I've heard that from some other people too. Um, it's good for us that run co-works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, here at SoCo. Um, yeah, <laughs> not if you not if you enjoy your office. Well, how about the other side of this? Um, and you've you've sort of always, in my opinion, or from what I've seen and talked to you, you've made positive moves um, in your career. You you you've always sort of like you know moved with the flow, and you've made these positive moves. But we have also Recently, um, you know, and I'm part of the Bureau, Carl Smith's thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, people talking about the Great Resignation. And yes. That, that term's almost like so played out now. You know, it's like we don't actually use that term. They got other terms. But uh, what do you think? What's your opinion? What do you think is going on? Solve, solve our problems for us, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, that's a it's an interesting one because like but I, I'm sure you work on a remote team. I mean, you. Yep. I'm sure you've seen it. You probably had people leave. 
absolutely have. Um, we've seen we've seen people leave for like multiple reasons, um, mm-hmm. and, and we're not. I haven't seen as much of like the thing that you would expect, kind of in software engineering right now. Like mm-hmm. because of the the great resignation thing over the past mm-hmm. couple of years, you're seeing people that are just they need talented people in positions, and so offers are insane now. Right. right. But so you would expect that you would see like, oh, a bunch of people are just going off to like mm-hmm. Google or going off to some other major company and like just taking a gigantic offer and going to San Francisco pay or something like that. Um, but I'm, we're not like the people that I'm seeing are usually often like going off to do something smaller on their own mm-hmm. at the moment. Like they're following that, like it's time mm-hmm. I can go do my own thing now because it seems like it'll still opportunities will still be there in a little bit because of the shakeup of the whole world. But I, I do wonder, and that's interesting. I've always felt like I just kind of like fall forward, you know, <laughs> like I like what I do and just, yeah. and yeah. things just kind of like, I just keep falling forward as I, right. as I go along with it. Right. But so I guess if you're now, if you were to leave a job that has, was seen as like a stable, good, like office job, but you're going to do something different as part of this, like, this wave Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you enjoy that you're kind of like going forward in a way too and i think Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of the to me like a lot of the covid stuff and everything just kind of shook up our our view on the world a little bit and reminded us that there's a lot more to life than office jobs and i think it shook it up a lot for a lot of people (laughs) yes Well, yeah, and and that's I liked how you said that you kind of fall forward, but because you you and I I think we're probably similar in that, um, in our world in the web development world or whatever the software development whatever whatever you're called now, um, <laughs> we we enjoy it. We're sort of that self-taught generation, yep. right? So, um, which we'll get into the front end conference stuff here in a minute, but the 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 whole reason you started the conference and we started doing that was because we loved it so much and we're part of the of a community and I'm using it in air quotes a community of people who are sort of doing the same thing and we're figuring it out as we went along um, and now we have some folks I don't I don't want to just say coming behind us because that makes us sound superior because right. there are way smarter people than me that are way younger than me just in um, a timeline sense they're coming by yeah like yeah yeah week, um, right? But they're not as self-taught, right? Because, you know, it's kind of been created. There's things written about how to do it, you know. Yep. Um, so they're, they're using the tools and things that we kind of, to a certain degree, figured out. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you think that has anything to, do you think that plays into it at all? The difference between somebody who kind of figured it out versus... You know, I, think so. I don't want to. It sounds like I'm I'm pooping on them because I'm not, but like it just kind of fell in and started doing the work. Right. Yeah. I think it it makes a a big difference. Um. Because I don't know what you're. I actually don't know too much about what you're doing before web development, but I know like I've always done things that interested me, and then found ways to work in them. Like when I was my first hat, my first career was poker. So I loved That's poker. right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just taught myself how to deal. Like, and then, you know, I had to go eventually like go through like the little onboarding like training. Hey, class. you were you were a dealer in a casino. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So I dealt poker for and I loved <laughs> it. And I just lived that whole life for a long time. <laughs> um, ended up as a supervisor, which was much more different. Uh um, wow, being I bet. a dealer was fantastic. Uh being okay. a supervisor, you were, you know, like technically babysitting mm. adults <laughs> like all the time, which is a lot different thing. But um, but like so that like time of type of thing was like, oh, I like this, I'm gonna find a way to do that. Mm-hmm. I like web development, I'm gonna find a way to do that. I like web web development so much, I like the people, I'm gonna find a way to get involved with them, mm-hmm. right? And I've even done that like now in the last couple of years in like the true crime community a little bit. And so like I I do that naturally. And I think people that do that see this right this time right now as an opportunity. But if you're used to structure and you're used to being like, hey, I went to college or I went to training and I did this thing, now there should be jobs out here for it. And it should be what I was expecting mm. it to be. It's probably a lot more challenging. Got you. Huh. Tell me about the true crime. Oh, um, 
so you know what true crime generally is right so like uh there's tv shows i mean it's like it's blown up over the past few years right yeah but um i enjoy it but i there's a sense of like guilt a little bit if you're just watching and you're just like always consuming all of the stuff because it's like it's pretty gnarly stuff you know there's sure a lot of sadness and stuff that goes on in the in lives with people and so i went to the conferences that they have i went to crime con and i was like ooh, i can take my skills that i have and i can help get information out about these oh wow and so um i just started making a site on my own that was just like let me just gather information from like these disparate sources and you know like uh, it's the common meme like we have like uh what is it we have 13 um uh 13 specific things we need one to rule them all so and then the joke is like now we have the 14th (laughs) (laughs) specific version of the thing but but basically i was just like what it feels like this information is all over the place let's try and get all the sources down into one write a short Mm -hmm. synopsis of what the thing is so people could say like here's what's happening with this person and here's the status of it um and then i met some other people that were doing that too and so i work with them and that's something that we do um wow is that project have a name yeah uncovered uncovered what's the what's the url so it's uncovered.com whoa uncovered.com i'm gonna go there right now oh cool that's cool yeah yeah so that's been my like um my passion project for the past couple years isn't that great that you can do that um any potential conference thing touch going on there other than just going there um you mean like like around the conferences around crime con itself or yeah um so i haven't dabbled with the idea of trying to do one myself Ah. exactly um it's a much different world oh yeah uh, right you know like i think you and i both started the same way in the the web conference world you're just we were just kind of like i didn't know i couldn't do that right (laughs) it's just like you could just do it and people showed up and you (laughs) did it um and you could do that there's room for some grassroots things but because it's so commercially like popular Mm -hmm. gotcha it feels different to get to start with it and people aren't as feels expensive it does feel expensive (laughs) and the activism is a much smaller part of the community Mm. uh the kind of general interest and support is there amongst the whole community but a lot of it is like uh going and finding out what meeting the people that you listen to podcasts for or tv shows that you watch or Mm. Or really supporting this one case that you're like into, but like a general like, hey, I want to try and like get active and and try to help cases along all the way. I haven't run into large amounts of there. Yeah. They're there, and there's very specific groups of people, but I'm not sure a conference is the same. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, right. It feels it feels like more entertainment. It like feels straight like up too, consuming entertainment. Oh, does it? Wow. feels a lot more like, hey, if you get people in an area that are interested in that and like, let's say, like, mm. you know, Tuesday nights, you meet up at some place and maybe everyone talks about the the case that they're working on or the thing that they're trying to help. And like people like look up information together or share what they have and put it together. Hmm. That kind of thing, I feel like is a lot because it's a lot more constant activity than it is sure, um, sure. Uh, and so there's webinars and stuff to teach you how to like do like foia requests like freedom of information act requests for like getting information there's oh, wow. lots of like actionable <laughs> items huh but but it is there is a now that i talk about it more maybe Uh-oh. you could see like once a year like let's try to bring a bunch of people into the fold with this and take the existing resources and talk about it and like move forward so it definitely feels it. like there's a craft to it there, there is there's as your people you're, are amazing huh i'm just a tech guy and like i'm working <laughs> right and research and do so much stuff on all of the cases are you, are you finding yourself in your skill set to be sort of unique in that world very much so yeah. okay well that's uh, that's promising yeah that was one of the uh the draws to it because like one of the most popular sites out there is using like do you remember those old like php bulletins yeah wow they're using they're still using one of those like oh old man so you can oh, imagine man. what it's like in that in that you're like thing. <laughs> hold on a second let me let me help you out here but the community is so active in them that they're like you know some of the cases maybe have like 500 pages in those things so much so Holy that it like crap. it hits the wall of the, right. the bulletin board so they have to make up more and more of them so a case might have 10 whoa sets of bulletin boards of like 40 pages each or something like that you're like there's an easier way guys 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So we're getting into conference discussion stuff. So uh, what got you into it? And, and there's a specific reason I also want to bring this up with you. But um, cool. Uh, what got me into like creating conferences? The, the front end design conference, yep. which is what you're wearing the shirt for. Yes. And yes. that's where I met you. I went yep. to your your first one. I didn't meet you at that one, but no, no. That, <laughs> yeah, I think we were both cooking up the same thing in different yeah. locations at that time. But, I was yeah. scouting you out to see what I could steal. That's why we were there. Yep. Um, so <laughs> what got me into it was uh, that took a second to catch on. <laughs> but uh, but uh, what got me into it at first was I was listening to other people because you talk, you and I talked about this. We yeah. were self-taught, but I really look at self-taught as like you just decided on your uh, your right. uh, what's the word for the the oh man it's escaping me so like a, a syllabus basically we decided yeah. our own syllabus right. but the information we didn't find right we had right. to say like oh these are people that i trust mm-hmm. these are imp- information that feels right to me mm-hmm. i'm gonna learn from examples in the world that, of, of the thing but then also these are the people that seem to be talking about it in the way that i believe in and listen to i learn from all of them but i'm going to create my own syllabus on how i'm going to learn right and so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Now some of these people are doing a, they're going to be talking at a conference in New mm-hmm. York and I wanted to go and I went and not only was it amazing, but then, um, there was just so many like wonderful people there too. So I met people and I'm shy. Like in, when you first meet me, I'm very shy in a group. I will just be quiet and stand off to the side, but like people introduced themselves to me, like we got talking, I made friends, even friends now that I still keep in touch from that first event. Right. Um, and then I came back to Florida and I'm like, I want that. And there's <laughs> nothing there. Right. And so I was like, oh, well, that's awful. And so I was like, <laughs> I want it and it doesn't exist here. And I know all these people I've been learning from for the past like two years. I'll just ask some of them if I do it. Will you come talk to it, talk at it? And yeah. I got the first yes was like from like a very big person in our community, Chris Coyer. Hmm. And I got that yes. And I was just like, well, now we're doing it. Like, now we're on. <laughs> it has to happen. And yeah. so like we, we basically made it from there. Yeah. It's crazy, right? It is. <laughs> like, what are the rules? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think there are any. Turns out None. there weren't. Yeah. There weren't what was that? that yeah. What was that first event you went to? Uh, future of web design, New York. Yeah, that's the same. I didn't go to New York. I went to one in uh, Miami. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's the same people. You know what's interesting? You're part of a you're part of a a small group working on the web in this in the same area where that group started doing more uh, online teaching and stuff. It's kind yep. of a small world. It is. And, um, the web design community is very very small, very tight. Um, it doesn't feel like it anymore, but it really came up that way. It was. Um, I don't know if you know, uh, but Treehouse, which is like the the one. Yeah, like, it's the one we're talking about. Yep. And Code School, which is the one I worked at, they formed in the same co-working environment. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Right. In Orlando, same co-working yeah. environment. Two same building. Major, yeah. Like things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was kind of nuts. On a floor is the only like difference. It's very crazy. Like kind of ran into each other, and, stuff. Mm-hmm. and then the two guys—I forget their names. Nick, Jim, Jim, and Nick. Jim and Nick were yep. like early, early video podcast pioneers. Honestly, yes. um, yep. doing that stuff, uh, and I remember like really loving their work. And they went to work with like all of them, and yep. doing all the. It's really, it's a really neat little environment um, that we were able to be a part of. I think so. How, it was a great what's time. your What's your feeling? And you know. So let's let's talk about that. Let's get nostalgic. So, you know, we're talking about that. We're coming up self-taught. And we, you know, I like to say self-taught because it makes me sound like so much more badass than <laughs> I actually am. What I really mean is that these people, like you just mentioned, Chris Coyer, would figure out how to do something and they would write a blog post about it. Yep. And they would just give it to us for free. And then I would go and copy, literally sometimes copy and paste what they did and use it. Um, (laughs) so I guess there's some kudos to being persistent and just like persistently messing with the thing until it worked, but that that was it. And, but I feel like, and you know, and we were part of the conference scene, right? So you, you put together front end design conf, um, 
I think two years before I, I did my first one or a year, but you, you are definitely a pioneer in the, in this world of sort of the homegrown. I always call it, I always call it mom and pop sort yeah. of uh, conferences. Yep. And it's just a great environment for sharing and, and camaraderie and, you know, fellowship, I think is, is another, another term you could apply to it. Um, I feel like, the past this pre-covid so like 2019 like two or three years before that maybe even more we really kind of as a as a community kind of forgot how to do that do you agree or disagree i agree okay um i think it's like everything um it kind of even falls back a little bit to that like uh the true crime thing we we're talking about mm. once something like hits like a little bit of commercialization it it changes things a bit because mm -hmm. like different players get in the game and they get into the game for different reasons. And so like, I think if you're trying to run an event from that pure thing of like, I want to get people that are thinking in the same, thinking about the same type of things together right. in a room and talk about them and then go from there. That's a great thing. And you can, you can do that across any kind of industry in the, in the world, right? Like, get the people that are thinking about similar things in a room, talk about those things. Um, I think that's fantastic. But if it's then like, oh, okay, you're going to bring money into this equation. You want to try and like have a big event. You want to have the biggest event for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Now you've got to like make a bunch of trade-offs and you've got to mm -hmm. like uh, systematize things a lot more and think about right. things in a lot of different ways. And there's, there's, there's people that come in with good intentions in that and people that come in with like money making intentions with that. And mm -hmm. like, you can, you have to make money. We all have to make money, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's how the world works. But, right. but there's like, there's people that are like, Oh, I'm going to try and like take that thing and escalate it up and then make sure I make money so that I can keep doing it forever. There's that. And then there's kind of like people that see like, Oh, conferences are a thing. I'm going to come in and make that. And like our education, online education is a thing mm -hmm. or workshops are a thing. And I'm just going to mm -hmm. try and like, systematize that and turn it into a money-making thing i think that kind of ended up those last couple of years before covid like we hit that wall and i think I, I think so too covid has changed it though i'm seeing like the events that are coming back now okay is this resurgence of that smaller event one they're doing smaller because no people in our community don't want to risk a very large event they don't want to be at a what people call like a super spreader or whatever well it makes and sense so, and so like there was an outdoor conference in atlanta recently so like that was a, a new thing like i've never been doing oh wow conference for uh in our community um and yeah then, i like, can't even logistically think how i would pull that off <laughs> right and it was in atlanta <laughs> Uh, which is, yeah, but it looked beautiful, but yeah. So like that's, so you're seeing different ideas. You're seeing like, you're seeing like a, Hey, let's rethink this, bring, find ways to bring mm. people together again in like small and safe kind of ways. And that to right. me starts to bring that vibe back of the, like the mom and pop conferences. Oh, wow. And the ones that are advertising are small, you know, yeah. CSS day just happened in, um, uh, somewhere in Europe, I, I want to say Amsterdam, but I could be wrong on that. But it was it was right over there somewhere. You know, do you have a vibe for the size of it? Um, no, it like just from pictures, it didn't, and like people's sharings, it didn't. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it was probably the our size. It seemed cool. like maybe a couple hundred people. Awesome, awesome. The wow. one in Atlanta felt like it might have been a little bit bigger than that, but that's why they did outdoors. Outdoors. I think. And it was a React focused one, which is like brings, but yeah, everybody's in, yeah, everybody's <laughs> into that. JavaScript, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So the other thing was uh your unique proposition for for an inconf. You you became known as the guy who how do I say it? You just had you had the most empathy. <laughs> 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 like like you like if you listen to this, Dan was known for like he would stalk you online which sounds creepy but it was a little creepy but <laughs> he would stalk you online and find out like your favorite things like what was your favorite type of candy or like what did you like to do or what was your favorite movie and then if you were a speaker or whatever you'd go to your room that he in a like one of the nicest hotels 
in the area and you'd be in your room and you'd have like this basket or this gift set of like your favorite stuff. And that was like the first bit, you know, and then you became known for like, you know, chocolate covered bacon and people talked about all the little, the little details like that over time. Um, what, what was that about? <laughs> what is that about? What? I think that again, like I, I want to say it's falling forward. Right. Cause like, yeah. it's, it's like how I viewed it is I'm learning from these people and these people have like blogs, they have jobs, they have all these right. things. And I want to say, Hey, can you leave? I don't know whether or not you have a significant other or children or whatever, but can you leave your space, yeah. <laughs> leave your job, leave your like blog duties come to florida <laughs> hang, no you're hang right, out, you're right. Uh, yeah like hang out uh, like but also like spend the time preparing preparing to like share your information on a stage right right share that information on stage be here for a couple of days and go home i'm gonna tell you up front why i want you to do that like and i'm gonna tell you what i learned from you what mm -hmm. i've seen from you in the community why i think that you're the person that should be doing that and and that's a lot of that is like, let you know why I really care. And then that I hope that you would be willing yeah. to make that trip for that. And so right. that was my bit. The rest came from Sherry. So Sherry, my wife who we yep. were in the conference with, um, she has that thing where she had been an event planner and did mm. event planning work. If a person walks in and we're setting up at a venue, like a wedding venue or something like that, and someone walks in and they're part of that crew, Sherry instantly asked their name. She uses it throughout the day. She knows little bits about them throughout the day. And by the end of the day, she has an army of people that absolutely love her and like want to work with her. And like, we have just a great day all throughout the whole process. Right. And so it's that thing of like, people is why we're there for the web design event, like web design events, but people are why you're there for like a wedding or people are why you're there for any of these gatherings. Mm -hmm. I think the information is so secondary in like <laughs> these events that we go to or like the thing behind it. It's this right share and be a community. And that's where that came from. Hmm. Which might be like, like part of what you're talking about with the, the true crime stuff where you, you feel like the subject matters why the, why we're here. Right. Until we get to that point of like, it's the people in the connections. Um, yep which I guess in our industry, we kind of came at it from the people angle to begin with, because we utilize the internet to connect and talk. And yeah. Then, then we got in, together in person. So maybe it's a little backwards, but that's, that's interesting. So I've never, I never got the sense from you and Sherry that it was um, customer, uh, customer service. Like you weren't doing it as a sales tool or, or whatever. I mean, I genuinely always, you say you're like an introvert or whatever, but I always genuinely <laughs> felt like you actually like people. Oh no. So I'm, I love people. Um, but if you put me in a room of people that I don't know, I'm not the first person to say, Hey, got how you. you. Doing? I will stand behind and listen to other people talk, kind of like go in and like, if someone brings me into the conversation, cool. But, uh, but I will just sit and be quietly like watching, like something that I do very often on my own is I just go to bars yeah. in like Nashville. I listen to the music, but I also just kind of like people watch and like, I like mm -hmm. being around the people being around yeah. that scene, but I don't have to be like directly like communicating right. or whatever. And you, you had that presence too, or you have that presence. Like when you're on stage, it's not about you, you know, I always love that too. And I'll tell you, I, I sort of, um. I sort of stole that from you because, um, <laughs> you know, you've got this idea of this MC or this person who's putting on this event. And and all, most of all the other ones I went to and I, I've gone to in the, our industry or outside of our industry, they always try to, like, be a part of the focus, you know, and um, and I struggle with that, too. But I, I got that from you um, is that you're kind of like I'm here. I'm here to make your 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 time here comfortable. But outside of that, I'm going to get out of the way. Um, I, I always re really respected that. I, I appreciate it. And it's like, to me, it, it's still that same thing, right? Like, it's like, there were reasons why we were running that event. Like, there were topics and things that we were yeah. trying to, like, get out there in the community. And there were, um, and like I said, like, I kind of asked somebody to, like, <laughs> trek across the country or sometimes, like, across yeah. the continents yeah. uh, to come do this. And it's like, let them have their, have their moment. Um, <laughs> be the hero. 
one old coworker friend. So you know how like sometimes you don't even realize things about yourself. Like <laughs> I don't. I like that's not oh, something yeah. I thought of, right? Like Absolutely. I'm not like, oh, I have that thing. Right. But I had a former coworker. He uh, one time told me that like it was like he pictured it like you know like the the people um, like in movies that are, like are walking away from the explosions. You know, like, you know, like the things exploding behind you, but you're just doing that and you're just kind of like walking like normally or whatever. Cause like to him, it was so amazing to have like the lineup of people up there mm -hmm. and being like, and then you're just like, oh yeah, you can just walk off and like, let them do their thing. Like, <laughs> throw that grenade and leave. <laughs> well, and if you're not comfortable talking about this, you don't have to, cause uh, this is certainly not a, you know, th this podcast and this conversation is not about that, but I, I think it was like your third third or fourth one you had an all all women lineup yep and now again that was like fuck, what year was that it was like 2010 20 oh uh, yeah I was, I was thinking 2014 but geez it was even before then we're yeah. older than we think <laughs> yes. i mean even even in 2010 you had the you had the courage or foresight or whatever to like put that together and i know it wasn't easy and, and if i remember right you caught some flack for doing that too uh, um, not even very back then. much, not okay. very much. Um, there were tiny little things, but the, the key thing that I think saved it is I had a very specific reason that I'll, that I did it. Yeah. But on top of that, we weren't going to talk about it. Yeah. That yeah. was the, the key thing to me. Right. And I, but I, the one thing that was important to me on that and being transparent about it, I didn't care about transparency outside of the thing. I cared about transparency with the speakers. Yeah. So I had to tell them up front, I have, I am adjusting my lineup. I am like specifically targeting a little bit here, yeah. but there's reason why. And then, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not promoting it in that way. It's right. just going to do it and show that you can just do it. And like, yeah. that's fine. And it's just That's like, solid. it should be the way it is. Right. And so my thing was, um, there was this, I worked at, uh, like a blogging network back in the day. That's fuel. right, man. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so like uh, someone had written a post of like another blog and they wrote like the top 10 somethings, uh, like so some kind of like UX designers or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, and so uh, one of our people wrote top 10 female UX designers. And that got a lot of flack because right. people are just like, why would you like, why can't they, you just have everybody in a list? Why does it have to be that it's this specific call out? Right. Right. And you can argue both sides of that. I'm always a gray person. I can see both sides. I can see yep. the, the raising up of side. And I can also see the like feeling of like ickiness too. Like yep. you can see both sides. Right? Oh yeah. But I was just like, Ooh, that's a learning point for me. And I'm like, yeah. We see this in times, and even back then, like, uh, we're, I was only one year into the lineups, but you knew, like, a lot of lineups were the same type of people very, very often. And so I yeah. was like, I'm going to flip it on its head. I'm going to invite all female designers, but I'm not going to say a word about it. It's going to be learned from that post. It's just going to be like last year was seven guys. This year, seven females, and we're just going to do it. I'm not even going to talk about it. And, it's, and then I'll, in my head, I knew in the future, I'm going to correct that balance going forward. Right. But for the moment, I'm going to flip it on its head, counter correct, counter steer, get yeah. a, get us like into this thing. And it, it went amazingly. They, they loved it. Like the conference went amazing. A couple small snafus, which every conference always has, but that yeah, has nothing to do with the, yeah. the lineup that just has to do with freak occurrences right. that happen. It, yeah. It's an event. It's people. It's yeah. like <laughs> stuff's going to happen. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember that being one of the better ones that I'd been to um, just from a content standpoint. And I remember thinking how cool it was. That it was just like, like, I didn't really like I, I'm maybe I'm just dumb, but I didn't <laughs> until we were there and we're like, oh, this is all women. Yep. Oh, it's cool. It worked out, whatever. But like, I remember not even kind of even catching it. Because if you don't talk about it, you don't think about it. Right. right. If you just see a lineup and you're in the industry. And this could work for any industry. If you're just in the industry and you're like, oh, yes, I've seen that person's blog. I've seen this. I follow these three mm -hmm. people on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It makes no difference to you. You're just like, oh, these are people I've learned mm -hmm. from. And there's mm -hmm. some new people to me that I don't, but right. they're in this group. Right. So <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't matter. Amazing, yeah, right? <clears throat> that's amazing. Um, so and you were always very uh, conscientious, I think, over the years of putting 
uh, working. What would you just say? Like, like balancing that yep. uh, representation across everyone. And that, that for me, that was always very difficult. Like I, I struggled with it. Um, not from like an interpersonal, but literally find. So it's not like the same person, <laughs> you know, like right. that was the hard part because this is a, a white male dominated. I mean, it's software development, man. It's yeah. like, it's like an engineering school. It's all white dudes, you know, it's just what it is. And it is always very difficult to find um, anyone that's on any other spectrum. Where to me, like, a, so I, the reason I was able to pull it off pretty well, it was kind of what you and I went back to. I was like obsessive about my, like the self-learning path. Mm. So I was consuming everything I could all the time. Like when I wasn't working and doing anything family oriented, I was probably reading like blog posts or books or, you know, and so you gain this like long path of people that are just mm -hmm. like talking about things. The hard part was if you were trying to put together a series that was specifically topical focused. So if you're like, hey, I want to talk about X technology or Y, right, or Z, right. then you are limited to only the people that are very specifically talking about those things. And then right. you can get yourself limited. But if you're kind of like front end design, which is like, can Pretty, be design, can be code, can be all these, it can even be business, right. in the, you know, right. then you're kind of like, ooh, if I just get seven topics in this general area, I can pull from our entire community and our entire community has all those people. Right. That's a good point. How, how is it? Uh, I, I know you're in it. You're in it more than I am, um, even though I still, you know, I still build websites and things like that to help pay yeah. the bills. I'm, I'm not in the. I say this a lot. I'm not in the industry. I'm just in my little business in my corner of the world trying to get things done. Um, but I know you can't help yourself and I know you're probably <laughs> yes. still part of the industry. Uh, how's it changed since 2010? It depends. <laughs> I'm on... kidding. It's a lot. Since 2010. <laughs> a lot since 2010. <laughs> even in the past ago. few years. Yeah. It depends on where you look. Okay. Um, and I think that like uh, we're American. Uh, so we are subject to a lot of American media. Right. right. I think it's the same thing if you look like media. If you look at media and you look at the news and you look at America, mm. you can be like things are on fire and right. everything right, right. is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And if you go on Twitter or you go into like certain like uh, other like sites in our community, even it can look like everything's on fire and everything's right. nightmare. However, if you go to a meetup, they're the same as they were in 2010. Oh, wow. It's somebody gets up sharing their thing that they worked on at work or their passion project. They're talking about it. Uh, other people are asking questions. you got people that are brand new to the industry, like asking questions. you got people that have been to every like version of this meetup since it started. <laughs> like it's, you have all of that stuff. It's the same exact thing. Mm. Um, and that part is the wonderful, wonderful part to me. Um, I think cool. other than that, it also depends on who you hang out with. Because True. <laughs> if you are with people yeah. that have kind of like gone through all this stuff and they're a little tired of it and it's like right. a little bit more interested in doing anything else, then you can get kind of a jaded vibe of, of some things. Yeah. But if you hang around people that are newer to the industry or newer to their role or something like that and they're excited and they're learning, all the education is so it's, – it's gotten better yeah. than it even was before. Um, resources are amazing. Like if you want to ever be excited about our industry, go hang out with a boot camp group. Like they're coming out of there with fresh eyes, excited, learning, wow. building projects. Like they're absolutely wonderful, uh, wonderful, cool. exciting people. I guess you could say that across any industry, probably. Probably, you yeah. Know? That's that's why we have the term veterans and right newbies. Yeah, yeah. Like veterans are just burned out people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's exciting, man. What are you um? What are you planning? I mean, what are, are you planning anything? Are you are you just working heads down? I mean, I'm not looking to expose uh, anything, but yeah, I've been heads down for a couple of years. Yeah, uh, I hit I hit a level of burn. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't industry related. It was just output related, like just outputting so much yeah. and like all those years of kind of like getting my like. My daughter to her level, doing all the work, doing all this kind of stuff, right, running right. conferences. And I took 
a little break. Yeah. <laughs> and I just relaxed, right? Yep. I played some yep. video games and I just did life things. I learned how to cook, you know, like those kind of things that like, came into play. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, I've seen like a lot of positive things in the community lately. That's awesome. So I'm actually looking at doing an event again. That's awesome, man. Yep. I commend you for that. Yep. You sound excited and it sounds yeah. like you're uncovering where to find exciting things. Um, I, I know I've struggled. I think I, I feel this, like you're talking about feeling a bit burned out. Yep. It's a lot of work. It is. <laughs> <laughs> for very little reward, you know? I, I wonder if that comes into the thing that you and I were talking about. Like if you are self-taught, right? If you're if you go to college, you kind of feel like you did your college thing. Maybe your your job has some kind of up training that you got to do over, right. like you know, yeah. continuous learning type of bits. But if you don't, you don't know when to stop. And I think that's the problem that even with remote work has. But if you if you're self learning, when do you say I've learned enough and I can just kind of keep up? Right. Or, and how do you self govern that and shut it off? Mm -hmm. If you're remote working. How do you set up a thing that says I can't be working all the time just because I'm not in the office now? I've right, got to figure right. out the balance, right? And like, but I think it, maybe you and I just finally hit a level where we're like, oh, I can stop I so. a little. Sounds bit. like it. Sounds like <laughs> it. Yeah, because like early on there was no balance. It was like on no. all the time, like all the time. Like I'm going to consume everything I can. I'm going to meet all the people that I can, and I'm going to do as many of these things as possible. And Absolutely. to be to hell, hell be damned with all of it, you know. We're just gonna do it until everything blows up. Um, but yeah, actually, we then, haven't aged at all since then, so it's still it just is isn't that it's great? <laughs> I love it. I love the time machine. <laughs> well, man, thank you. Um, it's great to catch up, and uh, I think some people can pull some really useful info out of this from anywhere from uh, working remote and how to approach your life. In terms of doing that and still pursuing things you enjoy, um, I, awesome. I, yeah, I love you, man, and I and I hope to see you in person. Right back at you. Too yes. long. <laughs> uh, we need. I need to come out, and we need to go to that my favorite little barbecue place. Uh, plus, I could. I'm overdue for a Lake Mary. Uh, Ooh, Lake or something like Lake that. Murray, baby. You come to South Carolina, you don't visit me. That's gonna be a problem. Oh no, that would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. 